everybody. Logan Lynch here, again, doing the short-form review of a film uh, due to some technical difficulties that we had occur at Midnight Movie Distillery podcast. Uh, my other cohorts will be actually uh, bringing on their their reviews as well, but in, in separate formats similar to this, where it's just going to be them. Uh, the downside to this is that you won't be able to see the fun banter that we, uh, that we have back and forth. Uh, but we did... Uh, we did keep the finishing the bottle uh, portion that did actually uh, record, so <laughs> uh, that will be available. Uh, so please watch that when that is available. Anyway, uh, tonight's uh, movie would be Knock at the Cabin. Uh, it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, roughly about a $20 million budget. Uh, it, it grossed, uh, I think, 14 or $15 million on its first uh, opening weekend, which was it's a good sign that the, the movie will actually make back the money that it actually uh that was invested in it so that's a good sign uh, i'm going to give you my quick uh, barrel review and then kind of just you know my pluses and minuses of the movie um and uh so the the i don't have my barrels with me so i'm just going to tell you uh but i basically would give this a 4.0 out of 5 highly recommend it uh if you haven't seen the film i would recommend um cutting out now uh just because i'm going to have spoilers in and i'm going to be discussing things that are in the film and I, that will spoil the movie for you so go ahead and move on anyway give you a second there to pause and come back <laughs> all right so uh the film is about uh four people that uh believe that the end of the world is going to occur unless uh of these this family that's living in a cabin uh, that's on vacation uh, is one of them sacrifices another and it has to be done in that order so somebody has to sacrifice of those three one of those three has to sacrifice somebody in the of those three and otherwise the end of the world's going to occur uh, they the way that this film builds the tension uh, they they set it up rather well uh, M Knight is really good with doing that uh, he also made you feel for every single one of the characters, which I, I thought was a good a good job that he had done. Uh, even the, the redneck, if you will, <laughs> uh, you still felt for him, even though he was annoyingly... He was a very annoying character. Uh, I, I did like the film. I would recommend seeing it. I would uh, definitely make sure that you... you you watch it with an open mind and keep, you know, just watch the film. Don't go into it expecting an M. Night Shyamalan type of ending. Uh, I might not even be saying his name right. Shyamalan. Anyway, <laughs> uh, don't go into it thinking there's some big plot twist at the end. Just go into it and have fun watching this movie. Anyway, Dave Bautista did a great job. I think he was kind of the standout, uh, even, even though Jonathan Groff was uh, is one of my favorite characters. Uh, he was great and excellent in Mindhunters. Um, I would definitely uh, say that Dave Bautista did a great job. His character was supposed to be, you know, a burly, big buff guy, but a teddy bear, and I think he played it to a T. Uh, I didn't get any feeling of like, hey, that's Drax on screen, which was, was quite nice. Uh, so anyway, I would recommend seeing the movie. Uh, I t said I was going to keep this as brief and short as possible, and that's going to be it. So check it out. Take take a look at it. Uh, that came out in February, I believe February 10th, so in a, probably a month or so it'll be available on demand if, you have, if it's not in your theaters. So check it out. Thank you. Everybody have a good evening. Welcome, everyone, to an odd episode of uh, Midnight Movie Distillery. I am one of your hosts, Warwick Price, and depending on the order that we splice these things together, 
Uh, you may already have seen my cohort, um, Logan or, or Lon, um, give their review and explanation of why we're doing this odd format. Uh, basically, uh, we had technical difficulties. Um, we're still learning, as we've said, and um, it turns out that we recorded the reviews for um, Knock at the Cabin and Scream 6, and then we did our finishing, finishing the Bottle episode, and somehow the first two recordings um, got wiped out. Um, not somehow, we think we know why, and we've fixed the problem for going forward. Um, but so what we decided to do, because the Finishing the Bottle episode worked out fine, uh, we wanted to put that up, but we make references to our review of Knock at the Cabin and Scream 6, and so we wanted to do kind of individual um, reviews of those so we could put those episodes um, out um, so that the Finishing the Bottle just makes a little bit more sense. So anyway, so um, first I'm going to do uh, Knock at the Cabin, um, and then we'll probably splice all those together into one episode, um, and then we'll do Scream 6 as a separate episode, but probably release them on the same day. So, Knock at the Cabin. Um, movie by M. Night Shyamalan, um, and uh, ultimately I gave it a rating of 3. Um, primarily, I thought it was a great movie. I, I thought it was a really enjoyable movie. Um, I, I've definitely ridden the roller coaster of M. Night Shyamalan movies. Was obviously like everyone was totally in love with um, Sixth Sense when it first came out. Um, Rewatched it many times to see if I can try and work out where I see the the catches of of like ah you know, yes I can see that um, Bruce Willis's character is is really dead. Spoiler in case you haven't seen it. Um, you know, and and I love the happening. Um, Lady in the Lake was where it really started going bad for me. Um, didn't like that movie at all. Um, and so, and, and and a lot of the movies afterwards have just not really just checked the boxes for me. And and um, I like Devil. That that was that was a pretty good one. Um, but so, you know, I think I say that just because it. it kind of gives a little bit of context to how I go into um, the movies of his. And um, I like this movie. Um, I think, to give a little bit of a um, synopsis, um, basically there's a family um, of uh, two husbands um, and, and, a, and an adopted child um, that are in a cabin in the woods. And all of a sudden they get approached by these four strangers. Um, one of them played by um, Dave Bautista, who is just, I, I think is the standout in, in um, the movie. It's, you know, it's just, it's just that weird, that weird kind of dichotomy of, of it's like, you know, he's this big bulking guy and he's like truly the sweetest guy. Like he's just, it's so nice. And, and the way he, um, talks to when the little girl um, is just so sweet and you, you get this feeling, you get a little bit of this feeling at the very beginning where you wonder, um, hey, it's a little bit creepy, the fact that there's this big guy talking to this little girl and, and oh, you can trust me. And, and so there's like a little bit of thoughts of like, okay, well, hold on, where's this going? Um, of course, that's spoiled a little bit by anyone who watched the trailers 
because um, you kind of know somewhat where it's going. But anyway, so you have these um, four characters that come into this cabin and effectively inform the um, occupants of the cabin, the two dads and and um, and a little girl, that one of them has to be sacrificed. And it's up to the three of them to decide who is going to, um, who's going to be sacrificed. And if they don't sacrifice themselves, and again, it has to be like with their own will, um, then the apocalypse is going to happen and the world is going to end. Now, of course, like any normal sane person, uh, that you get characters that come in and, and make those statements and you go, oh, yeah, sure, right. Um, and so what kind of continues is just the realization that at least these four people believe that they're, um, serious. Um, and it, as the movie progresses, if they, they ask the question, have you made a decision who's going to be sacrificed? Um, and, um, when they say no, something bad happens. And basically that something bad is, is one of the, the four people that are there um, get sacrificed themselves and some plague, some terrible thing that happens, happens. And so, you know, again, you're watching this movie and you initially think that this is coincidence, that, you know, these four people are freaking crazy and and, um, and it's just a coincidence that, that this is happening. But by the end of the movie, you start questioning even yourself of whether, you know, which one, uh, are they all crazy or are these real things um, really happening? Um, anyway, I realize that this is actually starting to become a little bit more of a longer review. Um, it's good. I, I, I enjoyed the movie. I gave it a three because I, it was, whilst there was some unusual things that happened in the, in the, um, movie, um, and it, I guess it was, was a little bit thought provoking, um, uh, you know, it was it was good. I I, I often look at things as, as someone that, that very rarely goes to the movie theater just because I hate being in the theater with people talking and all that kind of crap. Um, I probably would have been okay spending money to see this in a, in a movie theater. Um, but um, yeah, so three barrels out of our five barrel uh, rating. Um, don't have my barrels with me. They're at the store. So with that, uh, hope you enjoyed this little mini episode and what, watch the finishing the bottle episode because again, we kind of talk through what happened here and uh, you know, the, the knock at the cabin as well as um, Scream 6 and the finishing the bottle. So hope you enjoyed the episode and see you again in a little bit. Hello everyone, Lon Black. Uh, you already know why we're doing this. I'm gonna be the one trailing this whole uh, catastrophe, but you know, life happens. Uh, okay, so let's get started. Let's get a little bit of, we're gonna go with few. Why? Because I like it. And I don't really get to put as many uh, bourbons that I like on the list. It's always kind of trying to match something up and horror movies are hard to match good whiskey up with. So uh, this is by in Evansville, Illinois, made by, made by Few. It is a Kentucky, I'm sorry, yeah, Illinois, straight bourbon. Uh, so we're going to try that one. And 
and get to our review on Knock on the Cabin. Oh, outstanding. If anybody has a chance to pick up a bottle of few, always do it. So, Knock at the Cabin. So, we already know the synopsis. We already know why we're doing this format. Uh, we already know what uh, Logan and uh, Warwick think of this movie. Uh, I give it a four. And I'm just going to start with that because, well, I don't recall what everybody else gave it. And in the reviews, I'm hoping they didn't change it. Uh, but uh, let's just talk a little bit about this movie. I'm an M. Night Shyamalan fan. So, normally any M. Night Shyamalan movie, I'll praise there's some that I like less than others, but still I think he, he's a fantastic director, story writer, storyteller. Uh, this is no exception. This story has uh, the drama. It has, you know, skip the twist ending. And, you know, I get sick of it when people say, oh, but I saw the twist coming. I know what was going on. But you know what? That's not what it was about. I mean, you don't judge the movie just on the twist. The twist is a fun ending to it but it's not the storytelling. Uh, I think M. Night Shyamalan does a great job at storytelling in absolutely everything he's done, uh, critically acclaimed or not. I think this one is going to be more critically acclaimed. Um, I don't know exactly what it, it got. I think on IMDb, we're looking at uh, maybe 65%, uh, something like that. Um, I don't know the Rotten Tomatoes score, but I can tell you it's a solid four. Uh, it's got the... It, 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 this this whole show is a whole movie is about the whole story is about a dilemma, and you know what the dilemma is. You're you're faced by essentially the four horsemen of the apocalypse to make a decision: save a loved one or save the world. And that's a question that you can ask yourself, and you think you may know the answer, but discuss it with a friend or two of yours and see exactly where this goes. Uh, you may say that you saved a loved one, but then if you end the world, there's no loved one left to save. Uh, and then again, if you save the world, then you've essentially killed the person you love. Can you live with yourself after that? What kind of a world is it left for you? Uh, not an easy question. I do like the way they tackled it. I do like the way they approached it. Uh, I think there's way more story to the four horsemen, the people who come up and try to convince these people that they've got to kill one of themselves, or I should say sacrifice one of each other to save the world. Save one of each other? You understand, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, I'd like to know more of the story of them. How did they get their visions? How did they get convinced that they themselves had to commit suicide if they didn't convince these other two people, three people essentially, uh, that they had to sacrifice one or another? Uh, that is an interesting story all its own. I know that given the circumstance for this movie, I think that would have detracted from it. I think if you knew totally their story, it would be less intriguing because they try to put you in the shoes of the couple with Wen, the child, uh, and see how it is from their eyes. Four strangers show up to your door with weapons, looking like normal people, because they are normal people. Is that gonna be, are they gonna be able to influence you to killing someone you love? Easy answer, no. In fact, that was the first three answers before even one of them started to think the other way. I guess after the first two, then they, one started to become more convinced. But the point is, it's 
it, that's why we don't know the story back of the the horsemen. We only know the story of the people who have been or who are living in the cabin. Uh, this is a shock to them. They don't know why these people are convinced either. So why should we know? Um, I get that. And that made it very intriguing for me. But I would like to know the story behind it. I'm not saying there should be a sequel to this. I'm not saying there needs to be more explanation in another movie. I think this is a great standalone movie. It does not need a sequel. It does not need anything else. I think it's just a damn fine movie. Um, but again, by this time, you've already watched it. You're just listening to us talk about it to see what we thought about it. Uh, now you know. Uh, but more importantly, go get yourself some few. You'll, you'll be happy. You'll thank me. Put down in the comments that you thank me too. Uh, thanks again to everyone for watching. Um, we're, we're working through all these new formats and, and trying new things and working to get as much good content out to you as possible. Let me know if you like this. Put it down in the comments, please. Let me know if this was a format that you thought was uh, boring or it, you just like seeing us fight, the, the three of us, uh, or argue or debate or, or just drink scotch and be silly. Um, we really want to know. Uh, thanks for watching. Please like, please subscribe, help us out. We can bring more content more easily. Um, <laughs> we are kind of breaking our backs, even though we do no editing. It's, it's really no editing just means we don't cut anything out. We just want to give you everything, even the mistakes, the stutters, the, the errors, the foul language, everything else that comes with it. So, um, hopefully we'll see you on the next podcast. We're going to do another movie review and then you can watch the, uh, the finishing the bottle, which we know that's everybody's favorite. So cheers.